This is HPR episode 1927 entitled Ansible Interview and is part of the series Interviews. It is posted by Klaatu and is about 8 minutes long. The summary is Klaatu talks to Ansible at all things open conference. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. and I'm at All Things Open Conference uh, 2015. I'm speaking with Danny from Ansible. So, Danny, what's the elevator pitch? What is Ansible? Well, Ansible is uh, incredibly simple and easy to use. IT. That's a good start. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and so what we're trying to do is take the complexity out of automation. You know, automation shouldn't have to be your day job, is, is sure. kind of what we say at Ansible. So uh, we've built a tool that we feel like will allow our users to focus on the fun stuff of making really great applications and then let all of the automation tasks be handled by Ansible. Okay, so dumb question. When you say automation, I mean, are you just talking about, I don't know, automated updates or, or automated distribution of, like, the latest version of some library to your entire network, or is there some other automation? Like, what what, what does automation mean? Exactly. So there's three main parts, and, okay. and handling the config files is definitely a piece of that. Um, we can actually handle some of the tasks associated with application deployment, and then we can also tackle the orchestration piece as well, making sure all the pieces talk to each other oh, okay. um, in a fashion that will allow you to get from point A to point B smoother than before. Very nice. At my old job where I was a sysadmin, um, one of the problems I had was computers on my network, like this, this particularly the computers that were being used by students, mm-hmm. would eventually, like somehow they would be managed to get broken because something, a, a file would become corrupt or so, some student would do something stupid. Is would Could I have used Ansible to sort of check to make sure that such and such a client is you know, all these files are in place and then make sure that they get there if they're not? Or is that, again, not what Ansible does? Exactly. No, so just last year, there was the Shellshock vulnerability that came out. Um, And what uh, some of the guys in the community had done was written a playbook that would allow you to reach out to your machines, scan for that vulnerability. If it was uh, had the most recent version, then it would be fine and leave it alone. Um, But if not, it would update that script and and then hop out. So it was a really quick and easy way to say, hey, maybe I have thousands of machines with... Who knows how many different uh, you know lines in there, and, and we made it really easy for for our users to go out there, check it out, put out the update, and and, and get back to to work. Wow, that's kind of amazing, actually. Now, does that only work? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it doesn't, but does it only work on Linux clients, or can you could you have it on your server and then fix or you know distribute whatever to all platforms? Yeah, absolutely. The only thing that uh, you know Ansible requires is uh, yeah a Linux server and and, and Python. Um, So, you know, we have users that run it within their Amazon environments or uh, one of our engineers on the sales side, he actually has it in a vagrant box um, and and it lives right there on his laptop. So uh, super flexible. And that's the thing. It's really lightweight. It's an agentless tool. um, So compared to some of the other tools out there that handle similar automation tasks, we uh, leverage SSH to reach the remote hosts for the Linux side. And then we tried to make it as simple as possible and and as repeatable for the Windows users out there. And Mm -hmm. so we're leveraging WinRM and uh, and PowerShell in the Windows world. Okay, cool. Um, so the scripting side of things, like for custom scripts and stuff, it sounds like that would be done in Python? Yeah, the tool itself is written in Python, but the okay. syntax that you'll use to execute commands is uh-huh. actually YAML. 
Oh. Um, so super easy to read. And so even for, uh, you know, junior sysadmins or, you know, management um, users who just want a high-level view of what any one playbook is doing, mm -hmm. um, it's really easy to take a look and say, okay, I, I get what this is trying to do. I don't necessarily want to name name of competitors, but I'll, I'll go ahead and do it because a lot of people know the names. So is Ansible, like how does Ansible compare to something like, I, I guess, Puppet or I think Chef might be the other one? I'm not sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so in, in there's definitially some overlap, especially okay. with the configuration management space. Yeah. Uh, and Ansible being, uh, you know, a three- to four-year-old tool itself and being a company for you know, about the same time, mm -hmm. um, there's definitely a larger deployment of, you know, th those other competitors out in the market. Um, but I'll tell you that, that they don't have to be mutually exclusive. Mm. Um, we have users that have put a lot of time and effort into developing uh, the Puppet side of things for their configs, mm. but are having a hard time trying to figure out how to orchestrate and deploy those ah, those yeah. those different things that they have already set up. So uh, we have users right now that are using Ansible to orchestrate Puppet and okay. Chef sometimes. Yeah. Oh, that's so, interesting. Um, you know, if you're starting from ground zero and you want to start at the very bottom and say, hey, I'm trying to build out this type of workflow, I would recommend Ansible, but there's no reason for you to, you know, wipe what you've done with Puppet or Chef. Um, you can bring in Ansible and, and kind of fill in the gaps that you see. What's, I mean, in terms of Ansible, I guess it's a company. So what's, what, where's, is it open source, the code? And if so, like, what's your... How are you guys making the money? Yeah, absolutely. So Ansible is free and open source, available okay. GitHub, PyPy, you know, wherever you want to pull it down from. And, and as a company, we do have um, engineers on the team that are focused on the core offering. Okay. Um, so they will uh, help the community, you know, develop modules um, and, and really be maintainers of that. Mm -hmm. uh, but what we've done from a, a revenue generation standpoint is developed a, a tool called Tower. Okay. Um, and what Tower is, it's the web interface that sits on top of Ansible Core nice. that allows you know, the champion users at their specific organizations to say, hey, guys, look at what I'm doing with Ansible. You don't have to be a command line expert. We have this nice web interface where you can do push-button deployments, leveraging the stuff that I've written with Ansible, um, and you can do your job without having to submit tickets and have long, you know, times between uh, requests. Wow. And, you know, we've had customers set up almost a self-service model yeah. uh, for developers that need, you know, test environments, wow. um, and, and they use Tower for that. That's really cool. Um, is there a place online where people can, like, try Tower or at least sort of see what, what the interface looks like? Absolutely. So Ansible.com slash Tower is okay. going to be kind of where you'll want to check it out. We do have a 30-day trial for 100 machines, okay. uh, but we actually uh, have uh, a free forever version uh, for up to 10 machines. Okay. Uh, so if you hop onto the website and request that, um, you can have a nice little sandbox environment for Tower up to 10 machines. Ansible.com slash get dash started is going to be a great, great resource okay. uh, where we've compiled not only the tower downloads, but a lot of collateral and content for uh, the open source tool as well. So that's a nice one-stop shop if you don't know what Ansible is and, and want to get started. Great. Cool. Thanks a lot for talking to me, Danny. It was actually really quite interesting. I'd never, I'd, I'd heard of Ansible. I didn't know anything about it. Absolutely. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're new on the scene, but uh, we've been making some waves and our users are, are just as rabid and, and uh, contributory as ever. And they they love it, and I think it's because it is uh, simple and easy to use. Cool. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link 
to find out how easy it really is. Hekka Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.